A very observant skier in Aspen said, People ski really fast on groomers. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Hello, October, the month that needs no introduction. I'm your host, Alex Kaufman, and this is the second rendition of the new format of Wintry Mix, the one where the listeners from all over ski country send me whatever the hell they want, and I share it with all of you. Nothing is off limits. Buy or sell, date or hate, help wanted, rant or rave, community updates, whatever. Your phone is a recording device. This isn't really hard. The next deadline for the November episode will be November 3rd. Audio files can be sent to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Target length is a minute or two. I'll roll through some ideas towards the end of the episode for those with a mental block. In this episode, we'll hear from a lift ticket dynamo who wished to remain nameless, some sugar loafers shooting the breeze, the pod's favorite weatherman, TK, Hallie of internet famedom and frequent flyer miles, Eli the marijuana dude, a CEO who moonlights in a band, and Mike Powell, the podcaster who actually has time to do this right. We also could have easily heard from you, random snow person, ski town worker, HR department, business owner, or convicted felon, next time for sure. Jamie Walter and Alden Winder and today we're cracking a beer and talking about things. Cheers buddy. Cheers. Today we're talking about Burnt Mountain cat skiing. Sugarloaf Mountain recently announced they're gonna be running two 12 passenger cats up and down Burnt Mountain. Alden, hot thoughts, takes on uh, what this means for the future of uh, side country skiing at Sugarloaf. Well, first off, I think this is a great opportunity for people to get up into terrain that they wouldn't necessarily get up into in the first place. Uh, I think it's a, also another great route for people to be able to skin up burnt. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, in the past, it's been a traverse to a hike up through some pretty gnarly terrain. And this cat route during the week, uh, when the cats aren't running, allows you know a great, a great place for people to get up there. Uh, you know, hot laps back there. Absolutely. Hot laps either on the skins, up the up the track on weekdays, or when it is running on weekends and holidays. Sorry, can we pause just for a second? Everybody, the phrase hot laps. We could just stop using it. Okay, carry on. And I really don't think that this cat is going to ruin the experience for anyone out on Burnt Mountain. If you really want to get out there, you can still beat the cat out and traverse out or skin up. But this just offers people a good opportunity to get out and experience something that's off trail. Absolutely, yeah. And who knows where they could expand it from here. Whether it's out at some of the other regions off the Sugarloaf Mountain, there are plenty of them. There are plenty of stashes on the mountain or just into the trees that 
for those of us who have skied at Sugarloaf since before Bracket was cut, nowhere to find. And I'm looking forward to getting on that mountain as soon as possible. Amen to that. Well, we'll be up there for homecoming weekend. In the meantime, this has been a... What about Cracking a beer and talking about things on yeah, I guess Tuesday that's what at 5? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Cool. Well, See you next week. That. See ya. Nice work, gentlemen. Good luck up there in the great white north. And good example of how to make a submission. Talk to a friend about a thing at your mountain. And now let's hear from Kyle giving us the tell us a story about a thing version. Hey, Alex and all the listeners out there. This is Kyle. I've been working in the ski industry in Vermont for the last 10 years. And part of that gig is going to ski shows. So I want to tell you some tales from the road. Last year at... After the Boston Ski Show, one of the nights that I was there, we went out to dinner, a big group of us, and um, after we had paid her bill, the one of the guys, let's call him Dan, goes to the bathroom before the Uber gets there to bring us back to the hotel. And then we're all kind of getting our coats together or whatever, and we see him just run out the front door. He just was booking it down the street. And we were like, well, where is Dan going? Should we chase him? Like, what is Where's the fire? So we go out, we find him. He's talking to this car. And come to find out, it's our Uber that had driven by. And he thought that we all had left without him. So he was trying to flag us down. Moral of the story being perhaps, don't take a dump when you're waiting for an Uber. Alex, how's it going? It's Mike Powell reaching out from Seattle. want to congratulate you on the new podcast format. It's a cool idea where you can pick and choose the stories you want to tell from other people, but also interject your own personal opinions. And it seems like you did that in the last episode relating to politics when you said it was coming to a ski area near you. There's another problem that's really on the rise right now. Racism within the ski industry. (laughs) Those dang racers. (laughs) should be ashamed of yourself. But all kidding aside, we do have a serious problem, and it's segmentation within the ski industry. And if you look, there's a lot of name-calling going on, and it's happening at all levels from the top of the sport to the bottom. And if these factions keep splitting and splitting, the ski industry could face the exact same future as our great country. Here's a little example of what I'm talking about. Racer, stick chaser, park monkey... Freaking powder hippie, park rat, poodle, ski instructor kook, <laughs> stupid pinhead, granola eating hippie pinhead, mountain guide kook with your freaking backcountry setup, free riders, free ski riders, free mountaineer riders, Nordic kooks, ski jumpers, schemo condom crew, those guys. <laughs> None of that was actually a problem. That was just some fun I had with some Glenn Plake audio. But I was just reaching out to congratulate you. I'm glad you're not leaving the podcast game, and I'm glad you've got a cool new format that allows me to shamelessly self-promote myself. You can listen to my podcast at thepowellmovement.com, and I've got all kinds of ski, snowboard, bike, skate, all kinds of athletes. But that's enough about me. I'm really looking forward to what you do in the future. So, Alex, congrats and thanks for listening and i'd love to go out and ski with everybody but in the meantime i guess we can sit and have a yawn <laughs> if you haven't already give a subscribe to the powell movement guys asking some really good questions to some really big names it's going down you know what i'm talking about hold up yeah
Dedicate to everybody that's been a part of the struggle, know what I'm saying? Hold up. Yo, Wintry Mix Podcast. It's your boy Eli checking in from the Vermont Awana Podcast with the monthly Smoke and Stoke Report. AK, thank you for including me on the pilot episode. Honored to be a part of this. Love what you're doing. Love the episode. Pumped to see how it keeps going as uh, as we get into real snow season. Uh, I wanted to, for this edition of the Smoke and Stoke, give a big shout out to Burke Mountain up there in the NEK. It's a place that you and I have ridden together, AK. Um, Beautiful mountain, awesome people. I want to give them love because they hosted the first ever Vermont Hemp Fest on Saturday, September 9th. We got over 500 people out to this event. It did not feature glass. It did not feature medical marijuana. It did not feature THC. This was a CBD-only event. And as far as I know, it's the first cannabis event that's happened at a ski resort. So I want to give a big shout out to uh, to Jessica, to Gavin, the entire management team over there at Burke, uh, the entire building and hotel staff, everybody for making it happen. It was a beautiful scene and one that we are looking forward to run back already. So stay tuned next year. We're going to do the Vermont Hemp Fest. We're going to do it at Burke again. It's going to be even bigger. We're going to blow it out. And in the meantime... A little nugget to leave you guys with. I've been thinking about this after Hemp Fest. Okay, one of the many uses of hemp is as a substitute for plastics. And so instead of carbon fiber, I'm going to throw down a challenge to Vermont ski and snowboard manufacturers and everywhere around the country. All right, and we at Hetty Vermont and Vermont Awana will collab with you on this. But I want to know who is going to be the first company to make a hemp fiber ski or snowboard. Boom, mind blown. Think about that. Burton, you guys are right here in the backyard. Jay Skis, you guys are doing awesome stuff. So many people doing cool shit in Vermont. The hemp industry is growing. So let's think about that. Maybe a year or two from now, we're talking about this with somebody who takes this idea and runs with it. Hemp plastic, uh, hemp fiber, skis, and snowboards. Think about that. All right, until the next time, Smoke and Stoke Report. I'll catch you guys on HeadyVermont.com and the Vermont Awana Podcast. Stay cool. Or if you're not ready to do skis, maybe somebody will make some poles. They're already doing them out of bamboo, right? Who knows? All right, before we check in with TK for the winter outlook, let's hear from Hallie of the Ski Magazine Snow Report show. What's up, Hallie? I'm talking into a microphone that's not connected to a camera, and I feel very weird. But we're going to go with it because podcasting. Wait a second. Let's give Hallie some background music. How do I do an intro for this? Do I do an intro for this? If so, then, hi, I'm Hallie O'Brien. And you might know me because I do videos about skiing and snowboarding and winter and beanies and bourbon and beer and all of the good things. So I am in the Snow Report studio right now, and this week, episode two just dropped, where we took a look at all of the resort guide comments and commentary sent in by Ski Magazine readers. A lot of these comments are very complimentary about their favorite ski areas, but some of them are super bizarre. So we figured we'd share them with you, you know, because why not? Deer Valley got voted number one best in the West, and according to some of the Ski Magazine readers, Deer Valley needs more hot lifties. (laughs) I think we're all beautiful in our own way. That's what I say to you, sir or madam. Someone else likes Deer Valley because they don't allow any knuckle-dragging, tattooed, spinach-chinned, lunch tray-riding, no-good-in-my-way booger-eaters. 
There are four exclamation points after that one. Also, they hyphenated booger eaters, so there's an education there somewhere. We've got some commentary about Vale. It reads, Roundabouts, really? <laughs> Save it for Epcot. It is a wonderful place, Vale. I had no idea Epcot was known for its roundabouts. The only thing that comes to mind when I think Epcot is that giant golf ball. Someone thinks Alta's snow is made of angel tears. A very observant skier in Aspen said, People ski really fast on groomers. And at the end of the show, we read this comment and hoped our viewers would guess the correlating resort. The comment is, There is no Uber, but love those baked potatoes. Well, here's the answer. Sun Valley, Idaho. Because potatoes. Idaho potatoes. Guys, come on. Thank you, Hallie. And actually, you've inspired me. Here's an excerpt from Wintry Mix episode 12, our holiday special of user reviews. Chapter 4. O come all ye faithful. Want to ski there with your college buddies? Drink and hit on girls? Good place to go. Want to settle an argument on the mountain with someone who skied over your skis by pushing them? Good place to go. My daughter and I saw two fights on the mountain first hour we were there. Took my child to the terrain park like he had seen on TV. He wasn't able to do the tricks he had seen on TV, so we went home. Not sure what to do with all the equipment we bought. Store wouldn't let us return it. Maybe should add TVs in the terrain parks. While my wife was enjoying the outdoor hot tub and facilities at the hotel, a couple of teenagers tossed their drinks at her from the overhead gondola and laughed at her. When I went to complain to the gondola operator, his attitude was, what do you want me to do about it? Resort needs to take more precautions so that people do not have stuff dumped on them by a few teenagers who are basically acting stupid. Are you tired of clickbait weather graphics that just tell you what you want to hear? You should be. So let's talk to my man, Tim Kelly. It seems fitting that for a podcast named Wintry Mix, that there are a lot of mixed signals as to what's going to happen this winter. We can look at the hurricane season. It's been the worst, terrible hurricane season, uh, the most active since 2005. So what happened in the winter of 2005-06? Well, it wasn't too snowy, but you'll recall on Halloween, we skied three feet of snow at Wildcat, or if you could, it's a, it's a leg breaker when that happens, early season snow. So I'm not looking forward to early season snow as it has been out west. You know, we're on our fifth or sixth snowstorm in Montana. We've had more snow this October already than uh, any October since 1898. So it's not really a great sign that it's snowing so much early for the west, although I hope it does continue. You know, we've had more snow here in the east in the last decade than they have in the west. Uh, but uh, last winter was pretty good from west to east, and I, I think this winter is going to be pretty good too. I'm optimistic. Last winter, we had close to five, uh, 500 inches of snow at Jay. I don't think we're going to have that kind of an extreme. But we also had a heat wave in February and then a heat wave in May. Uh, that was frustrating. It was a whiplash winter last winter. And uh, uh, whiplash weather, you know, it was so snowy and then it was so warm. And that's the nature of the beast lately. It's called a high amplitude flow when you have record cold on one side of the nation, record warm on the other side of the nation. 
And we've had a lot of snow and cold over the uh, Canadian provinces and Greenland over the summer. And that kind of reminds me of what happened in 2012, 2013. Those were a couple of really harsh winters uh, back then. It first was in the Great Lakes, and then it was in the east a couple winters later. And then we had that uh, horrible flop of a winter two years ago. So I don't think we're going to have a horrible flop, but we're probably not going to uh, have the extremes of last year. So let's just say cautious optimism. Uh, we hope that we don't have an early season snow because, or at least not a heavy one anyway, because that often uh, sees the flip the other way in December. So let's go for a flip towards cold and snowy uh, to end October and into November. Then they'll probably be a little bit back uh, toward warmer. And then uh, if the pattern holds, maybe we can actually have a, a Christmas and New Year's week uh, without any harsh meltdowns, but that almost never happens. Uh, so for now, cautiously optimistic, uh, uh, bathing in the uh, warmth of summertime here in mid-October in southern New England. It's your surf ski weatherman, Tim Kelly. We'll see you on the slopes. Ready or not, it's time for the rant of the month. Airlines. You keep us safe, you put us on a chair in the sky, it's amazing. But when we want to score the happening now pow on the other side of the country, we can't book at the last minute without getting fleeced. We're stuck either booking four weeks out, hoping to hit a cycle, but more often missing it, or paying five times as much to wait and see. If one of you can figure out how to sell me a flight, which I pay for in October, but can wait to finalize exact dates and times based on availability and where the storms are hitting, I'll give you my credit card right now. Take the revenue, limit my options, but let me wait till it's go time. Figure this out. End of rant. Rate and review Wintry Mix on iTunes if you want it to survive. Suggest future rant topics and get submission ideas on the Facebook page. Get reminded about submission deadlines on the Twitter. And watch me parent questionably on Instagram. Wintry Mix Cast. The submission ideas countdown is coming in a sec. Hold tight. This month's sign-off music is from Maple Run, recorded poorly on my phone from their recent gig at Cork in Waterbury. This group is fronted by Trevor Christ of Intopia fame. Catch him if you can. Lots of you have contacted me about wanting to submit, but being overwhelmed by what to talk about. Stop overthinking it. Here's some more ideas. First, for ski areas. HR department says hello and reads a couple job postings. Head of patrol explains three things to not do. Your new snow reporter practices talking. Live commentary from an event. Sing us a ditty about your season passes. Ask your CEO about something weird. Ask the head of housekeeping what gets left behind. Chat with a local business. They'll appreciate it. Call center folks, answering some FAQs. Number 10, and this one's easy. You were about to send me a press release. Yes, you were. Don't. Tell us why it's cool and click send. Bonus points if it's a conversation with an office mate.
Now for the general listening public, tell us about your favorite people or business in Ski Town X. Ask the audience a specific question about gear. Hiring? Looking for an apartment or a job? Explain. Tell us what's bugging you. Are you in the car or on a lift with a buddy or stranger? Have a chat. Are you standing on a mountain? Tell us about it. Do you have a crazy idea? We're curious. Do you have some news? Talk to us about it. Are you teaching ski business students at Sierra Nevada or CMC or Linden State? That's an easy assignment. Number 10, literally anything you find interesting. There are no rules. That is it for episode 48. November 3rd is the next submission deadline for episode 49. Send to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Goodbye. Let's just make it final. Somebody come up with a new catchphrase. No more hot laps.